Welcome to the Reputation Capital Podcast. I'm one of the chief uh, Reputation Capital podcast hosts. Yeah, and I'm the other one. And my name is Randy Baker, and your name is... I'm, I'm Dr. Kent. So this is a terrible introduction, but I kind of feel like we should keep it because it shows that we're all fallible and our reputation is on the line. And so on the Reputation Capital podcast, we search all over the world for the most interesting and different and exciting guests that we can find so we can talk to them and find out all about them. And today is no exception. Today we've flown all the way to Sydney, Australia, where we're going to be talking with Nola Mutogo. This was a great interview. I mean, such an inspiring person. Uh, what a story. We just scratched the surface. Randy wasn't able to be part of the first part of this interview, so I absolutely forced him to listen in and, and give us his thoughts. So at the end of the episode, you might you might get lucky and hear a couple of interesting things from Randy. So without further ado, we're talking about social media, reputation capital with Nola. Here she is. So Nola, I kind of wanted to just dive in and ask you what makes you, I mean, I barely know you, but what makes you different than all of the other folks out there thinking about the internet and social media and being an influencer and all the different things? What makes you different? Yeah, so I'll probably say it would be my unique story and my background and how I sort of started and got into it. Yeah. So what what does that look like? What is your what is your story? How did you get into it? Yeah, so my uh, background sort of coming from a um, small town in Africa, and then really just diving into my creative side and walking in this, you know, stepping into this world of digital marketing and social media, um, and then just finding my passion then my and being able to express, you know, being able to actually tell my story and practice storytelling through visual video um, and copy as well. So those kind of things. That's great. So, uh, and I'm really curious about how you ended up going from, now you're in Sydney. How did you end up going from uh, the small town in Africa to Sydney? That's a long journey. Oh, so it was just an opportunity that I got to come over and do a little extra study um, and to move here. And then it was actually that shift that allowed me to see a whole world that was out there um, in digital marketing and what was going on and the kind of um, potential that was there to really, you know, tap into that and even build a business and be able to, you know, create an income from that and to be able to influence, you know, people and to reach larger audiences and to see that there's so much capacity and so much potential that can be in this, um, you know, industry. So I'm, I'm very curious just to kind of, this is my part of the business. I'm always trying to get into people's story. Mm-hmm. So what, what made you curious about Australia that got you from your, your small town growing up all the way to Sydney? Yeah, so that was not really much of a story. It was more just because I had family here as well. And then I got the opportunity to um, come to Australia. So, all right. And you talked about kind of that gave you the opportunity to sort of figure out social media and and so on. 
Um, what is it? What is it that that you do in social? And you use the word strategist um, and scaling and uh, marketing and all these different things. What What do you do, kind of from day to day? Are you trying to figure out how people get more clients or how they look better, or how they can become influencers? What is it that you're doing every day? Yeah, so it's pretty much helping business owners um, tap into um, social media. And being able to find different ways how they can reach their audience, either generating leads or just building brand awareness through social media um, using you know different platforms, different strategies. So just keeping a tap on that and what's um, happening with trends and you know what what emerging platforms are coming up and how can business owners um, tap into these platforms um, to scale and build and you know grow their businesses. And what do you think people? doing wrong in general uh if there if there's one thing that that you see across the board what are they doing wrong i think one of the biggest things that i i do see is that people usually try and focus on their products on how great they are or you know how amazing or innovative they are and they completely miss the connection with people and really trying to ins- tell the story of their brand and helping the audience actually connect to that and to be able to insert themselves, you know, in that story and to visualize how they can use that product or that offer and how it can help them. So really building that connection with the audiences, really. And if you're looking at uh, your own your own work, do you, do you find that um, you're kind of doing things the right way or do you find that it's it's tricky to do your own marketing while you're working with others? To do their marketing, yeah, um, that's that's always a big one. I think with 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 marketers is you can tend to neglect your own marketing um, when you're focusing, you know, on helping others and working a lot with your clients. But it's really trying to create a balance with that. Yeah, so creating my own content to um, telling, sharing my story, so that I'm building my brand as well as helping my clients as well. So, the place where I see you kind of being a thought leader for you know for someone like me is and for your clients i'm sure is that you are kind of of an age where you understand older folks and younger folks so i'm i'm interested in kind of hearing what your perspective is on how young people are perceiving reputations so for, for example you know if i'm out there um saying something and i'm trying to be on tiktok you know how is that perceived you know where where are things going how can people reach their audiences in a better way yeah um so can you just clarify with that sure sure yeah so if 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 you're trying to reach let's say john doe uh marketer is is trying to sell a product to you know 15 to 25 year olds what should what should she do jane doe (laughs) Okay, so um, so with with this um, and really, you know, having that experience of working with business owners who are targeting completely different audiences. And so for this Jane Doe, I would say it would really be tapping into that 15-year-old. And if they have kids, it's probably easier for them if they have teenage kids or like me with teenage nephews and really trying to tap into what are they spending their time doing? 
in a day to day? What are they doing from, you know, the moment they wake up to the moment they sleep and sort of trying to map out their day? You know, they're in school from this hour to this hour. So what are they doing outside of that? Or are they, you know, on their phones during school? So when you sort of trying to analyze and sort of go back um, on, you know, what, what are these people doing? What are they thinking? You know, what's bothering them at the moment? It's probably their parents, you know, type of thing. But um, what, what, what sort of things are they sort of, what are the pain points um, for, for those kids? Or what are they interested in? Where, where are they migrating? Which platforms are they most on? So then if you realize, you know, they're probably on TikTok and they're doing this and this is where I need to be. It's more now saying, how can I get in front of them? What kind of content will actually interest them? But if you've done sort of that background research of understanding what they're into, where their mindset is at that age that they're at what the interests are it's easier for you to sort of then include that in your content and be able to resonate with that audience to get down to their level and be able to connect and build that connection with them interesting yeah so it sounds it sounds like you understand that young demographic in a way how would you sort of map out the different audiences you know that's one Mm -hmm. um that was really you know, um, interesting to kind of see how passionate you are about that audience. Is there, I mean, obviously trying to reach uh, an audience of, you know, 30 something mothers trying to reach an audience of, I don't know, 60 year old retirees. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's, what are your favorite demographics? Um, I'll probably say for me, um, you know, as a millennial is I'm probably more connected to that group and understanding exactly being able to resonate with, you know, growing up in the 90s and doing all of that, um, that kind of shift as well. But I think in no matter what kind of demographic you're, you know, sort of targeting or going after, it's the same strategy and sort of trying to understand, you know, the conversations that they're having outside of when they're talking about their business or when they're on their day-to-day lives and what are they doing, what are they thinking about, you know, those kind of things, what's keeping them up at night and sort of trying to, walking their shoes, really, and being able to then put your content and your branding to really resonate with that specific audience. Very cool. So how are you, how are you sort of building your business? And are you thinking of, of scaling it bigger? What's, what, are, what process are you in right now? Yeah, so right now, uh, um, process of growth um, and sort of right now in the middle of building my team as well, um, which is quite an exciting time to be in, adding more, you know, experts, you may say, so the, the graphic designers, the content creators, and just growing the team um, and excited to see where, you know, we're going to go. That's cool. And as a, as a young woman of color, do you find that there's a difference between audiences online I guess it's different in different generations, but how separated out are we? How how different are we in our groups? How isolated in our certain little silos are we? And are you seeing some mixing? Are you seeing some change? Um. So in terms of age, or just demographic? Age, demographic, all of that. So so in terms of you know um, we're having so many challenges you know with different groups of people around the world, right? Yeah. You know, obvious racism has always been there. Sexism has always been there. 
Obviously, it carries through social media. There's some pretty horrible stuff, but is it getting better? Is it changing? Are we staying in our own groups? What's the big picture for you? Yeah. Um, so from where I stand, I would probably say that from what I can see is that there is there has been a shift ever since last year as well, where there is more mixture and integration, and but there is still that, I think what um, most people would probably resonate with is that people like comfort zones. So there are still those groups who prefer, you know, hanging around with pe- more people like them because that's, you know, comfort. They know they can relate better. They know. So there is still, you know, there's groups where there's, there's so much mixture and diversity and there's also the niche um, groups where it's targeting, you know, you know, specific demographics and they feel like they can relate better to them. Yeah. But I think one of the, biggest things I would say is probably being a woman of color and also interacting with other um, either creatives or business owners who are women of color. And one of the biggest things that I always hear from them is sort of this fear that, you know, they won't, you know, be able to grow their businesses or scale their businesses as quickly because, you know, of the color of their skin or of where they're from. So me sort of being African as well, which is something I used to think when I first started out. But that's certainly not the case now. And, you know, seeing how things are changing and shifting, I think we're going to see more of, you know, growth and just interaction and hopefully just more people sort of believing and sort of walking past um, these obstacles and being able to grow their business here. Yeah, it's neat to see young people, women, and people of color all represented in what you're doing. You know, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. It, it should be a world where everyone has equal opportunity, but it's, it's not. Yes. So it's wonderful to see what you're building and what you've built and what's next for you. If we were to look, I don't know, 10, 15 years down the road, are you wanting to, yeah, what are you wanting to do? Yeah, so I think just build out, you know, my business as um, an agency. And one of the biggest things I'm passionate about is really just empowering um, other women, you know, women, African women, women of color, or just in general, all women to tap into their, you know, creative um, power and be able to sort of uh, build businesses around that. Um, so yeah, so I, I love that I get to sort of do opportunities like this and also um, educate small business owners um, and, you know, sort of uh, help them scale as well. Awesome. And where can people find you and find out about you? Yeah, so people can find me on Facebook at Nola Mutogo or at, on TikTok on, at Nola Mutogo as well. You have to spell that out for yes, most folks, sure. So it's N-O-L-A. M-U-T-O-G-O. That's awesome. And of course, I, I love the name NOLA because, well, you have to tell me what it means. But for me, uh, part of my childhood was in Louisiana and NOLA is the nickname for New Orleans. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. But what does it mean? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I think my <laughs> okay. parents just um, nice. heard it somewhere and they thought it was such a beautiful name and they'll name their daughter that. And then hence... Why happening? <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. Well, such such a pleasure to talk with you. Um, can't wait to see what you do next. It's great talking to you, Kent. Thanks, Nola. What an incredible interview! Inspiration to kind of start scratching the surface with you. So you know, really inspiring 
thinking about, you know, women of color in business and how important that is. And beyond that, you know, I was just talking to Randy and as we listen back to the interview, there's some really great business stuff in here. And so Nola, I, I apologize. I wasn't able to be there for the interview, but I have listened to it. And you said a couple of things that just totally hit the right chord with me. The first one was that your the biggest mistake that people make in their businesses is that they focus too much on their products and not enough on building connections to their customers. One of the things Kent and I have been preaching for some time is that it doesn't matter anymore what your product is like. It's all about the relationships that you can build with your potential clients. And I think what you said about that was masterful. And the second part, which is closely related, is marketers tend to ignore their own marketing efforts. And that's like, you know, a plumber's faucet always leaks or a cobbler's kids never have shoes. These are truisms that we all tend to forget. So marketers tend not to market themselves. Great stuff. The allergists' children's noses run? Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if, yeah. if um, let's see, what would that be for us? Um, I have no idea. But if you want to come check it, check us out and analyze what we're doing, come come to thoughtpartnergroup.com. You can, um, you know, tell us what we're doing wrong. And we'd love you to subscribe to the podcast. We'd love you to make comments. Just tell us what you like and what you don't like and what we can do better. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Take care. Be careful when you're going down steps and uh, have a beautiful day.